music, athletics, arts, and entertainment. The Desert Tiger Podcast with Colton Geschwader. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. It is Desert Tiger Podcast time, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast that brings you interviews with comedians, athletes like wrestlers and football players, musicians of all sorts of different genres. We have actors on the show. We have all sorts of different people, all sorts of this different little community, this awesome little community, and we have labeled it Desert Tiger, and we are so thankful for you for tuning into it. Like you guys do, whoever you are, wherever you're from, whether you're listening on Spotify, whether you're listening on our website, DesertTigerEntertainment.com, whether you're listening on iTunes, whether you're listening on Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, we are literally available on like 40 separate different platforms, and you guys are killing it on so many of them. So thank you for tuning into the podcast, for smashing that subscribe button, for tuning in as often as you do, tuning in weekly, telling your friends about the podcast, just doing all the awesome things that you guys do. We love you. Thank you so damn much for helping us out here at the DTP. So here on episode 28 of the Desert Tiger podcast, we are going to be talking to Vancouver, British Columbia's Evil Ebenezer. And since the debut of his first solo album, Call Me Evil, Evil has refused to slow down. After many years of successfully performing hundreds of show dates across Canada, the U.S., and internationally, Evil's hard work and dedication has clearly shown to pay off. Aside from accumulating millions of audio and video streams on both Spotify and YouTube, the Canadian music industry has recognized Evil's efforts with a Leo Award for Best Music Video and five, that's right, count them on one hand, five Western Canadian Best Hip Hop Album nominations in four years. Over the course of his career, Evil has released three separate mixtapes, that being The Wanderer, Penguin, and Kush Ups with Mercules, and Zebra with Mocha Only, as well as about seven, now eight actually, albums, that including Call Me Evil, Evil Eye, Widow's Creek, The Birds, How All That's Left, Cultus, and the album that literally just dropped last week on March 16th, his brand new album, Bandit. And we're going to be talking to Evil all about that brand new album, we're going to be talking about how his music evolved over his career. We're going to be talking about the different people that he works with. We're going to be talking about how he feels about this album over as compared to his other albums. We're going to be talking to him about his music videos. We're going to be talking to him about how he got into hip-hop. We're going to be talking to him about what he's watching on Netflix, man. We're going to be talking to Evil about a ton of different things today. And I am as excited as I could possibly be to share that with you guys. I hope you are excited to hear it. And we are going to be getting to that very soon. But first off, you guys know that we like to play a little bit of music for you from the artists we feature on the episode. 
And before we do that, of course, we have to pay a couple bills by telling you about a few awesome companies that help us bring you this podcast every single week for free. That's right, and the first company I need to tell you about is Collar and Elbow. That's right, Collar and Elbow is a wrestling-inspired streetwear company that was started by Al Snow, and their clothing is fresh, their clothing is sick, it is stylish, and if you head on over to that Collar and Elbow web store, when you're about to check out, when you're about to buy that fresh new gear, if you use the code DTP when you are checking out, you're going to go ahead and save yourself 10% of your order, whether you're ordering from the spring line, whether you're ordering some of their old New Year's stock, some of their old winter stock, they still have hella fresh clothing, and you guys need to cop some of that. And when you do use that code DTP, save yourself 10%, everybody wins. And you also know that we have to tell you a little bit about Audible. You guys know I love audiobooks because I am constantly busy, constantly working, whether it's construction, whether it's on the podcast, whether I'm driving, whether I'm just doing other things in general. I love audiobooks. They keep me learning. They keep me entertained. When I'm at the gym, I love listening to them. If I don't want to listen to music some days, they are awesome. And that's why we teamed up with Audible to help bring you one free month of their service plus one free audiobook to use on literally whatever audiobook you want. They have thousands. Check them out. And how do you do that? You do that by going to www.audible.com DTP. Once again, that is www.audible.com DTP for one free month of their service plus one free audio book. All right, so now that we've told you guys a little bit about the great companies that help us bring you this podcast for free every single week, now that we've introduced our artists a little bit, we need to play you some music by Evil Ebenezer before we can get into that interview with them. So we're going to be playing one of the newest singles off of that album, Bandit. This song is called Folks Like Us, and it features Mercules. Why you gotta lie, Jack? Why you gotta lie and tell me that you gonna 
back See their faces changing Now I'm on their playlist Used to do that gang shit Now it's entertainment Going for that viral Like walking on a tightrope I don't know I might blow But they don't really like folks I see their faces changing Now I'm on their playlist Used to do that gang shit Now it's entertainment Going for that viral Like walking on a tightrope I don't know I might blow, but they don't really like folks like us They don't really like folks like us, I remember when they didn't even know our stuff Now they're in our emails, trying to open up, but our shows they front row, trying to hold our nuts Nah, we gon' get this money like fuck rapping, went from slaves to kings like what happened? We the major thing and y'all slacking, evil made the ring, I jumped at it That's my brother motherfucker, I would kill for him, 6 a.m. out in Poland, you know we still pouring He need a bail from jail, I paid the bill for him, pick him up at the station inside of L foreign Yeah, hold up, hold up, let it breathe Um, it's going excellent, you know, um, it's a beautiful day and, uh, we're just, uh, we're just chilling me and the wife expecting our baby any day now, uh, her due date is tomorrow. So just kind of waiting for that. So it's pretty exciting around here. Oh, wow. That is extremely exciting, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So just, just doing that pretty much. Awesome. So do you guys know what? gender the baby's gonna be do you guys have a name picked out or anything yeah we got we we got all that um so um we know it's gonna be a girl and we got a name picked out so we're just uh we're just gonna well you know we're just gonna wait and see and then just hope for the best you know awesome well i hope everything goes really well for you guys i hope that you have a i appreciate that a happy healthy baby yes thank you i appreciate that thank you Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it, man. You well, let's let's get into the beginning, I guess, first here. Um your first album came out around 2006. Um when exactly did you get into hip hop? When did you decide to actually give it a go? Um I think it'll probably around that time, 2005, we started working on the album and um 
You know that I mean, uh, from from '99 to 2005, I <clears throat> a lot of my peers were putting out music, but I just didn't put out anything. Me and Stewie were working closely together on music back then, and uh, we just kind of worked on stuff and did stuff, but we just didn't put anything out. So that first album that came out in 2006, "Call Me Evil," I was basically working, you know, my whole life hip-hop life up and towards that so that was kind of um that's when i first was like here's my music and <clears throat> this is what i'm about and then i kind of went from it went for it from there okay so like right out the gate like um how like having friends that were already in the scene was it an easy transition for you to actually like get into releasing your own music or how was that yeah yeah, we had already we knew people that were doing it. Um, <clears throat> we were friends with um, Sweatshop Union. Um, they were putting out music um, under like um, a label, not Battle Axe at the time. It was like a subsidiary of that. I think it was called Underworld. So yeah, we we had people like you know, or, and then Josh Martinez, of course, at Campbell Bear, and he was putting out lots of American artists, underground artists, and so we we yeah, peers were putting it out. Um, so we kind of saw, you know, how to do it. And then, um, yeah, just, um, just went for it. You know, I got on some tours with, with, with both those groups, um, opening up for them and getting, gaining some experience on the road and starting to get fans and stuff like that. So that was kind of, those, those were kind of the early days. Mm-hmm. Was it a hard experience for you to actually like get out onto the road and start playing shows or did you find that you enjoyed it or how was that for you? Um, it was pretty good. It was hard too sometimes though, you know, it, it, it's, it's good and, you know, there's, there's good days and bad days, you know, and, and it's the same now. Nothing's really changed in that, in that regard. Um, it's like, you know, the music business is kind of like a, it's like a roller coaster, you know, it's, um, I think anytime that you're working for yourself, it is too, right? You know, because there's, there's, um, there's highs and lows, you know, because it's, it's not like a regular nine to five job. So there's going to be, there's going to be little kind of, um, you know, curveballs in the way. And, and so, but it makes it interesting too. So, um, what else was I going to say? Um, what was it? I, I veered off. Sorry. Where, where was I? What was I? I don't even know what point I was trying to make. What were we? At? What were you talking about? Uh, we were talking about like you getting on the road and how it's yeah it really changed. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, um, it's it's fun and 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 it's but it's it's stressful too. Oh yeah, I know. I remember what I was going to say now. Yeah, like two thousand and um, uh, what was it? Two thousand and eight, I think. I went on a tour, 2007 maybe, I went on a tour with uh, Josh Martinez and uh, Factor um, and like a couple other guys, AWOL1 I think, and there's a couple other people too, DJ Moves might have even been there, this is way back in the day, but yeah. yeah, anyways, we did a whole tour of the US and that was like the biggest tour I went on at that point and it was like, you know, I was gone for a month and it was really hard at the time. Um, just with the shit I was dealing with back home and then also wasn't making much money. And it was, I remember coming back and feeling really, feeling really, um, like disheartened. And like, I, I remember kind of, you know, saying like I quit and like, you know, like 
I mean, I might have taken only a couple months off before I was back in the studio, but I remember, you know, feeling pretty, pretty down about it. But then the music, the music always gets me back into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you come home from tour and, you know, um, you feel like shit and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're like laid on bills and rent and you're breaking up with your girlfriend and, you know, all this shit's happening and then that kind of fades out and, you know, you start to figure things out and then you get back in the studio and you start writing music again, start feeling a little bit better. That seems to be like the, the, the cycle. I'm in a good place now, <laughs> like, you know, 10 years later, however longer, um, I feel, you know, um, I feel I'm in a more secure, you know, I'm older now. I have, I'm in better relationship. I got a baby on the way. I have a stable house and life and, you know, things are a bit like not, yeah, a little bit easier for me. I guess they're just more, um, they're, I'm, they're just more steady. They're more steady. Things are more steady for me now. And as allowed, you know, because I've kind of figured out the, how to ride the waves of it, you know, how to, how to ride the wave of, of music, um, and the business and, you know, trying to, um, uh, navigate those waters and, you know, keep, keep, keep the, keep the ship steady. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, man. Like That's and- just time. That's time. That's all that is. People say, well, how do you do this? I'm like, man, this is the only thing that is, is time, you know, it's mm-hmm. time is the only thing that can do it. You know, there's nothing else just putting in the hours, you know, no, and exactly. Ten, year, 10 years flies by and here you are, right? Well, exactly. Like after a while, you don't realize how many people you've actually connected with and like actually met and how many people you've actually played in front of. And like it, it starts to build up. And like one thing I've always said, like going back to like things going up and down is like when it comes to touring and music is like always expect for things to never go the way that you think they're going to, but mm-hmm. always just be ready for the ride. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that changed a lot over the years too. Like I don't, I don't seem to sweat the small stuff as much anymore. I'm, I'm almost like, <laughs> there's so many flaky people in this business that like, like you said, like expect the worst. And you know what? Then you don't get that stressed out when shit goes bad because most people do fuck up. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised and, and get, like, really hyped when people do follow through with what they say because it's, like, super um, awesome, you know? It's, like, honestly, I'll take, I'll take like, just, like, people, reliable people and people and smart people and honest people. I'll take that over talented people any day. I don't care how dope or you know, awesome people say they are at doing stuff, you know, just, just come through and just, just say, just, just do what you're going to say. And don't, don't say it if you don't want to do it. It's fine. You know, I hate it when people try to, you know, like talk your ear off, like they're going to do this. this. It doesn't even, I don't even need, I don't care. It's all good. Just, you know, even, you know, just, just follow through. That's the best thing I can say. Like in this world, you know, just, just follow through, man. That's it. Definitely. I mean, the, the biggest thing about talent is it's easily wasted because you have to put in the hard work to actually do That's something right. with it. Exactly right. So exactly, exactly, and you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I've, I've, I've made mistakes too, and I've, I've not worked as hard as you know as I could have. I'm sure, um, but you know what? I, I, I feel like I, you know, my body of work 
should speak for itself over the last 10 years. You know, I've, I've, I've put in the work I have, I, I can look back now and say, you know what, I've made, I made all these albums, you know, and I'm proud of them. And they're, they, they kind of tell my story, you know, they're all different. Um, they all have a different feel. Um, I think there's common themes that bind them all together. That being me. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with when I leave the game, like I'm happy with what I did, you know? Yeah. So. You, you left your mark and you know that you did what you could. That's right. And that's what I want to, I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's all we can really ask for, you know, that Definitely. we did give it our best shot and I, you know, left it all out there. Right. So I'm, I'm, and, and I'm going to, like, I'm, I honestly, I know it's cliche, but like, I feel like I'm just getting started. I honestly do though. I just feel because I'm just in a better spot now, like just like emotionally, mm-hmm. that I'm more clear-headed to make music um, and feel supported by my my wife, and I feel like I can. Uh, there's so much. I feel like I got so much more to say. I feel like there's so much more music to make. Mm-hmm. This album is a, definitely a step in that direction. It's way more musical. It's the there's definitely more musical type of production but also a lot more singing and and harmonies and yeah. just different things on this one than the last one and and to me that's great because they you know they I, i'm getting better which mm-hmm. is the whole point you'd hope i mean i think i am um you know and if people like my older music and maybe don't like the new direction that's fine you know um you know they can listen to call me evil and the birds and shit like that, you know. I get that, man. I, I mean, I listened to the music that I loved in high school. Like, those songs meant a lot to me. I know how young my fans are. Like, I get it. Like, I'm getting old, a lot older than them. But they still, it's still relatable, um, obviously. Because my, my, I, mean, I look at my fan base, it's, it gets young. I get older and then my fan base stays the same. So, it's kind of interesting. Well, it's good that, like what you're trying to convey and what you're trying to bring forth towards your listeners is able to connect with people even as time goes on and as newer people come into hip hop and find Mm -hmm. out about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's neat. You know, like you said, you kind of forget about all the, all the connect, you know, the connections, you know, that you made and it's, it's pretty good, man. This last tour is really nice. It really, got a good chance to meet people and talk to them after the shows and mm-hmm. hear everyone's stories about how they got into the music and it's it's kind of cool I'm, I'm digging it so it's fun yeah definitely like definitely i had to miss you on this last tour unfortunately i think the last time i saw you was when you were touring for all that's left <laughs> well now i'm pretty sure i played cam loops where, where was i at that bar uh oh. the office or something did you come to though any of those shows at the office? Um, last time I saw you, I lived in Regina actually. So I, oh, saw, I saw you, you out there, Hookah Lounge in Regina. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, yeah, yeah, man, it was sick. So I just did. I didn't do Regina on this one. I didn't even do Saskatoon. I totally just skipped Saskatchewan. It's weird. I didn't even do. Um, well, I did Winnipeg. I did Winnipeg and Saskatoon in the summer. Mm-hmm. But when I came through just now, um, well, well, when is that? November, December? Oh, Jesus, I can't even remember. Jan- wow, I don't even know. Just winter. Um, <laughs> it's all a blur now. Um, I skipped it and just did uh, 
BC and Alberta, and then I did uh, Atlantic Canada, and then I did Ontario. But I'm going to take some time off touring. Um, obviously, the album just came out mm-hmm. last week. Um, I toured kind of before it. And, um, you know, now it's as far as, you know, I just dropped a video with Merck. Um, and I'm just going to be dropping videos to promote Bandit and then also um, start coming out with some new music. I'm excited to get back in the studio. Um, I'll be doing some stuff tonight for some features for other people um, that I, I have work to do. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to just get back and then start putting out more singles and videos this summer. Deadly, man. Awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. So you just mentioned that you actually just dropped your newest album, Bandit, like mm-hmm. literally last week, like the 16th, was it not? That's right. Yeah. Five yeah. days. All right. So how has we, we talked earlier about how your music has progressed and how this album is a little more singing in it and everything else. But let's get a little more into that. Like how Mm -hmm. actually has your albums progressed? Like how has those Mm -hmm. stories progressed and how have you progressed as a human being as well over those 10 or 12 years of being a musician? Mm Um, I think, you know, um, you know, working with some different people, um, you know, over those years, you know, you sit in with sessions with different producers and uh, other artists, you know, you pick up things here and there, you get more confident. Um, hopefully, after, I, I've, got, I've gained confidence after some of those sessions. I've uh, tried out things. I've experimented more. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've allowed myself to take the time to try different things out. And, um, I think that, uh, yeah, just, just feeling more, um, feeling more free, um, in the songwriting process that allows that to happen when you start singing and stuff. Um, you're kind of open to kind of do some more things. I think where, I mean, the rap, the singing, whatever, it's, it's really all the same thing. It's kind of just, uh, on this album, especially, I just tried to kind of create a vibe on the song. So if that whatever flow that it was, it was something that happened um, in kind of jamming it out and figuring it out. And then they they kind of just took a life of their own. And that was fun for me to do um, on this one more than Cultus. Um, Cultus was all stew, so it was very back and forth with him. Mm-hmm. I took the reins on this one um, and worked with people that I wanted to work with and uh, um, their production allowed me, you know, to do the things that I, uh, that I, that we did on this album. Okay. Um, yeah. So what are some of those tracks on this new album that you worked with those different producers and different people that allowed you to push those boundaries? Um, well, I think that I, those are like when I'm talking about that kind of stuff, I'm, I mean, like kind of over the course of the years to get okay. me to this place. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, you know, like, I mean, you know, there's been lots of people, um, you know, you, you pick up things along the way, but like, uh, 
I remember being in the studio with Rob the Viking uh, like a few years ago, um, and you know him, him him like trying out different harmonies for me. I don't really hear stuff like that. I, maybe other people kind of have an ear for it. My my good friend uh, Teal, who um, recorded this album with me at his studio um, on the Sunshine Coast, he was really um, a big part of it because he I mean I was going to his house every day in between touring and we were working on the we were working on the songs and and he also had a very good ear for hearing something else in it and kind of like um helping me with my singing too and Mm -hmm. and the performances I'm kind of like those I I like to work with someone else I like to get their feedback I like to have another ear some people just like record themselves yeah um I I kind of like to uh I like to kind of vibe with with another person and then focus more on the um focus more on the performance and then you know not have to worry about you know um the technical stuff um mm-hmm. but like recording and shit like that but anyways he he was really great at um at helping me out too and just um just kind of like you know just be just just like being there with someone that you know that you trust and that, yeah um, it's a big part of it. Um, and then it, and it gives you that freedom to be able to, you know, that, to experiment. And then, you mm-hmm. know, cause sometimes you have to do weird things and maybe it sounds dumb at first or whatever, but like, this is like, this is part of it. Right. I don't want to just mm-hmm. make the same records over and over again. So. Oh, absolutely. You know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really, this was, this was the funnest I ever had making an album ever. I had the most fun. Again, I was in a good place. Um, and I really enjoyed going to the studio every day to do it. We recorded 20 songs in the course of six weeks. Um, so pretty much every other day or every day I was going up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really happy with how it came out. Nah, I think it sounds really great. I mean, I picked it up two or three days ago and... I'm loving it. Excellent. Thanks. Great. Hey, no problem. What songs are you what songs what song what songs do you like? Oh man, I mean you you talked about that song you just dropped with Merc recently, like folks like us, like that shit is fucking dope. Running on empty, like fucking mm-hmm. loving that man. Like Yeah, me too. I think that might have been the best song on there. I don't know. I feel that that song kind of is like captures the vibe of like the album like it has like that the, that has like the sound or the feeling that i that, that like if i had to have one song i think that was kind of like the the you know um like what the reflection of what the album is like you know yeah. i i think i would probably pick that one but anyways yeah like just i'm really just it was really happy with how it came out and you know um the feedback for it so far has been really good Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm excited to make more videos and to get more feedback on it. And also, um, yeah, just obviously just want more people to hear it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, but I think more and more people are hearing my music all the time and I just have to, you know, keep making, keep making more and, and keep, um, keep progressing, you know? Well, just keep pushing those boundaries, right? Like we said earlier, mm-hmm. you got to keep working and keep, you never know where it's going to stop, so you got to keep pushing for the top. 
That's right. Sorry. You got it? Yeah, man. Gotcha. Desert Tiger Podcast. Alright, you guys. You know it's about that time that we pay a few more bills here on the podcast. So have you checked out the Collar and Elbow web store yet? Have you checked out that fresh new spring line that they dropped recently? Because if you haven't, let me tell you that you're missing out and you need to check it out right now. They have that sick high-risk maneuver diving eagle tee. 
very nice, very crisp. They have that often imitated, never duplicated two tigers, sort of in a yin-yangy shaped tee. Very nice. They have that sick, traditional, grizzled world champ shirt. Mmm, looks super good. You guys know that you're going to be killing in it. They have that sexy ladies army tank top still. That's very fantastic. Maybe you've seen me repping the mirror shirt on my Instagram, almost Colton. I love the mirror shirt. Let me tell you, as someone who wears this clothing, it is super comfy. It, I love it. It is like it is amazing to work out in. It is amazing just to wear. It is super comfortable. It looks great. And if you guys head on over to the Collar and Elbow web store right now and use the code DTP, you're going to save yourself 10% off that sick wrestling-inspired streetwear. That's right, the code is DTP, and you're going to save yourself 10%. I also got to take a little bit more time to tell you guys about Audible. You guys have heard me tell you about how Audible has thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books. The service is ran by Amazon, so you know that they pretty much have everything. You've heard me tell you about how they have different fantasy novels, like they have the Ender's Game, the Lord of the Rings, the Game of Thrones, they have all that, they have all sorts of different biographies from musicians, world leaders, all sorts of different people, sports icons, all sorts of different individuals, and if you guys head on over to www.audible.com DTP, you can go through that entire service because you're going to get yourself one free month of the Audible service plus one free audiobook to get you started, to get you learning, to get you entertained, whatever you guys want to use it for, man. They have so many different options. Check them out. See if you like something. It is www.audible.com DTP. Alright you guys, it is time to get back into our interview with Evil Ebenezer. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Alright, so is there any other songs from over your career that really stand out as like for that moment in time for you, something that really stands out for like over the career of your music, something that really means the most to you? You know what? I I don't know. I I honestly I I kind of I love all the songs that we've done. You know, some more than others. But yeah. the thing that incites me insight excites me the most, obviously, is just the new music. You know, because it's it's who I am right now, and that's what is the most important to me. Is is you know the man I am right now, mm-hmm. um, and, and who I'm going to be. The past is the past, and um, it's there. And it's great because it allows me to reflect on where I am now. But yeah, I mean, they're, 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 the songs are there. You know, I, I like, you know, I like Wake Up and, you know, Wonder Years and these songs. They're cool. I'm Leaving. That song is still dope mm-hmm. um, to me. Definitely. Um, man, a cool video. Stewie's first video he ever did. Really? Um, yeah. Holy. Yeah. Yeah, 2006. So he's been making videos now. Jeez, crazy! Twelve years he's been making music videos. Wow! Yeah, I hope man. he can. I hope he can make his movie he wants to make. He's got some other ideas, and he just needs. He he just needs to take a step back. He might have to take a step back from videos for a bit. Um, yeah. 
but but he's got such a like me Merck and snack you know we all want him to make videos he probably pretty much keep him busy just between the three of us you know well i also know that he's working for a ton of other people man because he makes killer videos so like tons oh, yeah. of people want to work with him right yeah yeah he's 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 good so you know um I, I I did a couple of those videos on my own with some other people out on the island um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I just, I'm going to try, you know, I'm trying to direct videos a bit more and kind of make my own, get my own vibe on them. And also, you know, he's, he's busy doing his thing. So I'll continue to keep, you know, keep doing some music videos myself too. So, Well, maybe you doing some more music videos will open up the opportunity for him to step up and make a movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> helping the I team like man yeah i like it <laughs> so over the course of doing tons of music videos with stewie and other people do you have like a favorite that stands out with you one that was like really fun for you to do like was there a certain mm-hmm. scene that was just super killer like anything like that? um yeah i don't know crush bruise with snack was pretty fun um when we did that one up in Kelowna and it was the summer and we were partying. I remember that being a pretty fun time with Stewie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the older ones, just because things have changed over the years, you know, like yeah, the, the, we had some wild times. It, it was pretty good. Um, that one was good. I think I'm leaving with Stewie just because that being the first video and that one's kind of memorable. Um, you know, there's been so many over the years now. Um, they're always good. They're always hard. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know, like, shooting videos is, like, especially with Stu, it's super tiring. It's draining. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of work. Um, I definitely like recording. Writing and recording is my favorite out of mm-hmm. all the aspects. Um, I've been doing, these, like, I, I shot this new skit. I mean, I did the first Weed Bay one um, when I was at the flea market, but I just shot another one that was, like, uh, on the weekend that's that's not out yet. It's hopefully going to be out next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I tried to take this on. Like, I was going to be able to do it once a week. It's really hard. And coming with ideas and editing and everything like that, you know, I'm, and this last one, um, it, I'm really excited to put it out. You know, I'm writing and directing these, and, and it's like... Uh, I I really like doing that. It's yeah. it's definitely it's definitely a new challenge for me, and it's it's fun to do. So we'll see what happens with doing those two. All right, so let's get a little bit into that, I guess. So how did you get into the directing and stuff? Was that just through shooting videos for yourself, or just having like an interest for it, or how did that all work out? Yeah, just an interest for it, um, you know, and and obviously, you know. Stu's done most of my videos, but I've had to do other ones with other people, and um, just, just, it's, it just, yeah, I like doing it's fun, and this, this, this new adventure with doing the Weed Bay things is, is going to be fun too. Like I said, it's a lot of work, um, mm-hmm. but um, I, I thought that I was going to be able to do them every Wednesday, but I might just do them every second Wednesday. But the last one we did, um, yeah, it was it was good, but yeah, just it, it's exciting. I'm gonna, I'm going to look forward to doing more of that this um this year doing more of that um doing more videos more music i just won't be on the road as much mm-hmm. but i'll be doing but i'll be working lots yeah definitely just because you're not on the road doesn't mean you're not going to be putting in the hours right oh 100 percent. i mean 
just just the hours just of the day I'll be writing and, and recording and putting out music and putting out videos and, and then doing these skits. So there's lots of stuff to do. All right, awesome. Deadly. So we talked a little bit about um, how you love music from back in your high school days and everything like that. So let's get into some of your high school influences, some of your, like, the musicians that you just couldn't live without. Yeah, um, you know, that's, I mean, all the music I listened to when I was younger, um, you know, was like a lot of the stuff that was coming out of New York at the time, like DJ Premier and mm-hmm. um, Gangstar and Nas ah. and, and and all this kind of stuff. And then there was the cool underground scene that we were into too, you know, like the Def Jux and the Sound Bombing and the 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 underground um, mm-hmm. when that was coming out. Like you know, um, uh, like 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 what am I talking about here? We like I'm then and then. Um, like the rock, like even Eminem was on that, like raucous stuff. Um, there was like, you know, like most deaf and Tulip Kweli, like all that kind of shit. And then the West Coast was coming. I had like, like hieroglyphics we listened to a lot of. And um, yeah, just like all this, all the dilated people. And then obviously then swollen from here. And then, so mm-hmm. like there was a, it was, it was a pretty cool time. Um, you know, it's interesting now because things have changed a lot. Like, the independent music label was pretty big back then. And, 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 and like, like even the label that I was on for seven or eight years, Camel Bear records, um, you kind of needed them to, to, you know, to do things. And now you can do a lot more independently. I'm, yeah. I'm currently not, I'm currently not, not signed to anyone. I'm just independent. Eagle Ebenezer music. And, um, it's great. You know, I, 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 there's a lot more work I have to do, but, I have a great team, um, business mm-hmm. manager and booking agent, um, people that I work with, um, and people that I trust. And so it's, it's, it's accomplishable now. And, and I don't have like that kind of like, um, middleman, um, you know, having to kind of run everything through them. So yeah. it's, it's all, it's a good time to be alive for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can understand that because, like, anytime I've released music, either, like, through rock or anything else, like, I've actually planned on trying hip-hop right away here. But that's besides Mm -hmm. the point. It's like, I've always wanted to be in control of everything just because, like, even though it is so much more harder, it's so much more gratifying when it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, back then, um, it was... uh... I don't know when I left there, 2014. So it's been four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been good. It's just it's just a lot better this way for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just is. And now I just kind of set my own schedule and my own plan for music, um, mm-hmm. and and then just go for it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It puts you in control, which means you've got a lot more freedom and everything can flow a lot nicer. Yeah, I mean they were they were cool and everything like that as far as like, you know, content and you know, putting out your music, but yeah, you know, just things get things can get it's more business stuff that things would you know, we're getting hard to control because, you know, they're dealing with lots of different things and um mm-hmm you start to maybe not become a priority or whatever. Anyways, that's the business part of it. And it feels a lot better to be independent hundred percent. 
Well, exactly, because it's hard to assure that, like you said, you are a priority to them. It's not a shot at the label, but when they're trying to handle so many different artists at once, it's hard to be even a top five priority, and that mm-hmm. that hurts. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's uh, things are better now for sure. Deadly. So, uh, when did you end up hooking up with the, uh, SDK fam? Like, when did that all come together? Um, yeah, no, I never even touched on that. That was, like, well, geez, I mean, I played one of their first shows, like, 2010 or 11, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before that, 2009, I don't even know, um... No, before that, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Ten years ago, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, me and Stewie, friends of friends, did a show with them all out in, in Langley, all ages show, and then just been down with them ever since. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy, you know. We're, you know, most of them were just graffiti, and it was just like me and Caspian, um, and this other group that that they had that was rapping. This is before I met Snack. It was mostly just graffiti. Mm-hmm. And then I met Snack, and then, yeah, just over the years, it's really kind of, it's it's gone a lot bigger, that's for sure, it's crazy. Yeah, man, like, the SDK fam has just, like, exploded over the years. Yeah, yeah, it has, it's crazy, um, it's, it's really cool to watch, so, it's, it's exciting, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few years, man, it's, um... Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of just is doing their thing and repping the crew, and it's cool to see what happens, you know? Deadly. Well, I hope the best for you guys, man. Thanks, man. All right. Um, What kind of interests does Evil Ebenezer have when he's not recording music, when he's not touring? Um, I like to... um... I like to just chill, I tell you that, like just <laughs> relax, um, uh, you know, and watch um, and watch movies. I like film, I like movies a lot, I always have. Um, I like, um, I like, I like sports, you know, I mm-hmm. like going out, I like being active, I like going shooting hoops um, or going, you know, out with my girl, you know, go camping or walking, being outside, you yeah. know, we, we like nature, definitely, it's great, we both feel so much better after being out, so I like to do that, um, and then also like to chill inside and, 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 and watch movies and cook and eat and barbecue and swim and all that kind of shit, you know, Yeah. all that's fun, family, I love being around my family, um, and uh yeah man just pretty pretty regular guy over here um and then obviously i just i like i like the music mm-hmm. i like the music awesome it's fun yeah all right so um you said you enjoy movies do you have any like a favorite style of movie any favorite films um i like uh i like i don't know i what's my style of films i don't know i um that's a good question. I'm pretty all over the place. Um, I like, I like like period pieces. You know, like 
movies that take place like um like history. I like history a lot. So yeah. um, if it's taking place like you know in the in the past, that's usually I'm probably going to be into that. Um, I like a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I was pretty hard into comics. Nice. I like the DC. I like the DC stuff too. I like the Marvel a little bit more. Love it. I'm a big Batman. I'm a big Batman guy. Um, what can I say? I just like the old school movies. You know, like Back to the Futures, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, mm-hmm. all the kind of classic shit like that. I'm I'm into because that's that's from when I was that's from when I was young, right? So yeah, yeah. So 80s shit. You know, I'm hard into. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it, you know? All right. Um, I'm a huge fan of comic book movies and comic books, too. So do you have a favorite comic book movie at all? Um, I like the <laughs> Batman series, the, the, the ones that Christopher Nolan did. Oh, um, yes. The, those three with 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 Bale. I, I like those three. The Dark Knight with, you know, with Heath. I think those three are the best. I, I have to do. agree. Um, the first three Spider, um, the first Spider-Mans with Toby are okay. I don't know. I still haven't seen Black Panther. Did you see Black Panther? Um, I caught it last weekend. Now, is it is it just got a lot of hype around it, or did did you did you really like it, or was it good? Okay, so there is a lot of hype around it, but it uh-huh. is a very solid movie, and it is still one of the best Marvel movies out there. It's it's one it's one of the best ones. Um, I'm trying to think. You know what other ones I like? Mm-hmm. I like X Men. I like the X Men movies. Yeah. The the later ones are kind of I don't know. I do like a lot of the I like those three original ones of theirs too. Hmm. Agreed. Um. I'm trying to think who's come out with some of the better ones lately. I don't know. Um. I'm not a, really a big fan of the Batman Superman. They're okay. I haven't seen um. What's it called? The Justice League one yet? Yeah, I haven't seen that yet either. I think DC is slacking a bit, though, um, behind Marvel. They are slacking a bit because it's like they're leaving everything like extremely open-ended, and it's like mm-hmm. it leaves it like a lot of hype because it's like they can go with so many different directions. Mm-hmm. But at the same the Iron, time, hey, Iron Man, Iron Man's franchise is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. He's a great, he's a great Tony Stark's. I mean, he's he's good. The Iron Man movies, yeah, they're pretty dope. Yeah, they're, I actually they're pretty just good, man. Them. I can't believe how much, how many movies they pump out now of all these ones. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Like Marvel is it like what nineteen with Infinity War coming up soon? Like, man. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know. Yeah. Um, it's funny they don't come out with a lot of original scripts in Hollywood anymore. It's mostly no. uh, if you if you look at the, the the top movies that come out now in the year that they're mostly comics. It's funny or books. Mm-hmm. Or 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 a remake of a movie. Exactly, it's they're reaching like a for Jumanji it now. or something. You know, it's a remake. Everything's remake. Yeah, not a lot of a lot of not a lot of original scripts. So you kind of no, have to dig deeper, smaller independent movies and stuff. And I like movies like that too. Kind of like li- little movies, you know that that are you know that cost a lot of money to make, but they're they're good. You know, the kind of like the Sundance type movie. I kind of look, I, yeah. I kind of, I'll, I'll watch those once in a while. There's a good one. I just watched that really cool documentary on, uh, on uh, Netflix, man. It was a eight, six or eight part series about that, that weird, uh, 
Ragnishi uh, kind of, I don't want to call him a cult, but I don't know if they kind of were. That's what the media called him in, in Oregon in the 80s. Did you watch that? I have not watched that yet, but I am extremely intrigued right now, and I am going to have to look that up. Oh, yeah, go go watch it. I, I didn't know, like, uh, I, I didn't really know it was a, a little bit before my time, I guess. Yeah. Well, I would have been quite young. Oh, man, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, man, this, this guru guy from India, and he had man, all these followers. They built this whole city. In Oregon, they bought something like uh, I, I I can't I forget the amount of land it is, but it's the size of Manhattan. Okay. Holy. And they they built the town, and then it got crazy. And uh, our our FBI and and our, um the fucking American the 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 the, the fucking the, the army was involved. Like it's Holy uh shit. these people had their own police force and everything, and it, it was it's pretty crazy, man. It was it was really good i watched it all i i, I bodied it and very quickly i i definitely i uh, suggest it you'll you'll see it it's under netflix maybe i should find the name for you just go greg nishi on netflix or just google it and you'll find it yeah all right i will definitely need to do that because that sounds like super if, it, interesting. if that's up your out oh yeah it was really oh man it's trippy yeah it's it's it was wild i can't believe that this something like that actually happened um these guys almost won the, an election over the county. They won a city election. It's wild, man. What? These people, they all wear red and purple, and then um, they just like believe in this one guy. And it's, he's a totally, um, he's a kind of a neat guy, though. He's like, he still has thousands and thousands and thousands of followers in, in India. Still people today that follow him. He, he's all, They have all these books that they put out that makes him so much money. He had 20 Rolls Royces. He had a million-dollar watch that some of it's... It's crazy, man. It's crazy. A million-dollar watch. Crap. Imagine a watch is a mill. It's on his wrist. Yeah. All diamonds. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't, I know, even, know what a, yeah, I don't even know what a million-dollar watch, watch would look like. It's very shiny. I bet. Yeah, it's wild. 20 Rolls Royce. It's so, it's so weird because he's this... He's this like real spiritual kind of dude, and then he's like very into money and stuff too. So it's kind of a an interesting uh, um, situation. Oh, and then wow. they do the people that follow him. Some of his workers they do greasy stuff. They do time. Holy. Um, women. They tried. They tried. They they plotted. They were gonna kill us. Uh, they were gonna kill an attorney general. What? Because yeah. Oh man. It's, just watch it, man. Oh man, I have to. This this sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hit me back. My my wife is um my wife is gesturing to me now to get going because we gotta go shopping. All right, all right. So I have one last question for you, but before I ask that, where can the listeners find you online? Everywhere. Abandoned is available ev- digitally everywhere. So Spotify, iTunes, um, Google Play, you know, whatever title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not putting it up on YouTube yet. I want some more people to, do, you know, do the thing before the free thing. But um, it's everywhere online. And then uh, later this week, hard copies will be available at FN.com. Awesome. All right. So last question. You said you have a lot of younger listeners. So if you have any message that you would specifically like to send out to your listeners what would that be um just be be good to each other you know uh just you know just 
just be good to people and, and, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. You know, that's an old one, but that's the best one. I can agree with that, man. I'm perfectly all right with that. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview, man. Good talking to you. Um, thanks for getting a hold on me. And uh, this is your podcast, right? Send, me, send yeah. me a link or something when it's done. Awesome. Definitely will. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, everybody. It's about that time that we gave a massive, a huge DTP shout out and thank you to Evil Ebenezer for joining us here on the show today for talking about his brand new album Bandit that dropped last week. If you guys haven't heard that yet, you can find it all over the place. It is on iTunes, it is on Spotify, it is on Bandcamp. He's got it all over the place. You guys need to check that out. Check out the music videos he's been dropping for it. They're on YouTube. You can find them all over the place. Both the songs I played today on the show both have music videos. You can find them on YouTube, both shot by Stewie. So you know that they're killer. Go check those out. Support Evil. Support the SDK crew. Support hip-hop. Support music in general, man. Support creators, support entertainers, support artists. And I guess we also have to give a massive thank you to you guys, the listeners of the Desert Tiger Podcast, for tuning in to this episode 28 of the DTP with me, your host, Colton G. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Like I said, whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever service you are tuning in on, Thank you guys for tuning in weekly. Thank you for smashing that subscribe button. Thank you for following us on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Desert Tiger Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Desert Tiger Podcast. You can also find me at almost underscore Colton. And you can find the podcast on Facebook at Desert Tiger Entertainment to keep in the loop if you guys have any feedback you can send it to me there at any of those options as well please do all right so we thanked you we've thanked evil so as you guys know we love to end off every single podcast episode here with a little bit of a quote Something to help send you off into your weekend with a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration, so that you can tackle whatever it is that is in front of you. So this is a quote from Les Brown. If you take responsibility for yourself, you will develop a hunger to accomplish your dreams. That's right, everybody. Get out there, be responsible for who you are, and strive to achieve the things that you want. Have a great day, everybody. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks for listening.